0: Everyone, welcome to Ask Us Anything, where popular science answers your most outlandish, mind-burning questions. From what the universe is made of to why not everyone can touch their toes. I'm Rob Verger, Popsize Technology Editor, and I'll be your host for today.
1: And I'm producer Jess Bodie. Rob, welcome. Hello. Hi,
0: thank you so much for having me.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. I hear that we're shifting gears, so to speak, a little bit with this episode. <laughs> Um, Are you ready to talk about cars?
0: I sure am. I love the car puns, as you can see. (laughs) And I'm so honored to be guest hosting. So thank you so much for having me, Jess. And, uh, you know, I sure hope I don't crash and burn.
1: Oh, goodness gracious, I'm going to actively brace myself for 10 minutes worth of car puns.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry about that. Okay, no well, worries. pedal to the metal.
1: <laughs> oh, Rob.
0: In this episode, we're going to talk about vehicles that are fast, shiny, and ridiculously expensive. They are supercars.
1: Yeah, that's right. I heard you got to drive one this summer.
0: I sure did. I got to borrow a McLaren GT supercar for a weekend and the vehicle I tried out cost around a quarter of a million dollars.
1: That's wild. That's a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) It is. um, Yeah, I guess my question is, what even is a supercar?
0: Well, buckle your seatbelt, Jess, because I'm going to tell you (laughs) all about it after a quick commercial break. Back. Let's talk about supercars.
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: Okay. Well, actually, before I get ahead of myself, I want to talk a little bit about regular cars for context. So I drive a used Subaru Forester. It has over 100,000 miles on it. And in the past, I've driven vehicles like a Nissan Sentra and a VW Jetta. My mom drives a Toyota Corolla. Uh, what about you, Jess?
1: Yeah, good question. I I've been a Ford gal my whole life. I learned to drive on a big... Fire engine red uh, Ford Expedition. It was like a tank. It was massive. Nice. Um, But yeah, which I think was good to learn on, honestly, because it gave me more awareness. But these days I drive a zippy little Ford Escape and I love my Ford Escape. Um, I think it's still pretty big, but I'm a six foot tall human. So I think, you know, it's perfectly sized for me. But yeah, I love like an accessible you know, like a Ford, a Toyota, Subaru, big fan.
0: Totally, totally. And I feel like that's pretty standard. And, you know, for me, I've always thought about vehicles like a Toyota Corolla, you know, as a really like regular dependable car, as you said, you know, and if I'm on the highway and I see a vehicle on the road, that's like a BMW or a Mercedes or a Cadillac or a Lexus, Mm -hmm. something like that. I, I always think like, oh, fancy.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So One of the first
0: things to know about supercars is that they're totally different from the types of cars that, you know, we all tend to see on the highway, whether they're a fancy car or a regular car. Um, And that's because a supercar is stratospherically more expensive and just completely in a different league from the vehicles that you commonly see cruising around.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. So as far as specs go, is there like a straightforward definition of a supercar?
0: For the most part, there is, yeah. And if you want to pop the hood, I'm sorry about the pun, <laughs> and get into it, uh, a quick definition, a supercar is going to be very powerful, very high performance, very fast, and very expensive. It might even be rare or hard to purchase, even if you have the money.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of varies, Rob.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Okay, let's get more specific. Um So I asked Ryan Lewis, a professional race car driver, how he would define a supercar. And here are the numbers that he gave me. He said that a supercar should be able to do 0 to 60 miles per hour in less than 3.5 seconds. It should be able to hit 200 miles per hour, and it should probably cost around $200,000 or more. So as Lewis put it, it's probably a supercar, and I quote, if you could live in your car, end quote. And so by that, he means it tends to qualify as a supercar if the price is roughly what some people might pay for an actual house. Although, you know, if you own a supercar, you probably shouldn't try to live in it because that would be ridiculous and also very cramped. And also (laughs) if you're that rich, you probably already own a house, but you know what I mean, Jess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like anyone living in a supercar basically needs to sort out their priorities.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. But anyway, they're really expensive. And um, while we're talking numbers, uh, another metric to think about is horsepower. So when PopSide contributor Dan Carney touched on the subject in a story he did for our website, he mentioned that a supercar usually has around 500 horsepower or more. And he also pegged their cost at around $250,000. Ryan Lewis, on the other hand, the race car driver, estimated that they should have at least 600 horsepower, but also be super expensive as some less pricey cars can still have very high horsepower engines.
1: Okay. So it sounds like there's a little bit of a debate about exactly which cars qualify. Um, and it seems like this isn't as clear cut as the definition of like a convertible, for instance.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's definitely not. Um, so not totally clear cut, but let me, let me give you some examples of supercars to bring it down to earth. Uh, the McLaren GT car that I drove could do 203 miles an hour. It had a zero to 60 time of 3.1 seconds and cost well over $200,000. So what do you think? Does that sound like a supercar?
1: I mean, yeah, for sure. Like a hundred percent.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Um, and you also find brands like Lamborghini and Ferrari make supercars too, of course.
1: Yeah. Okay. I would expect that for sure. Um, So we've talked about stuff like speed, power, and cost, but is there anything else that helps define or describe even what a supercar is?
0: Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, Ryan Lewis mentions that you can't always just focus on the numbers alone, and that's for a couple reasons. Uh, Some cars, like a Chevy Corvette, might have very high horsepower engines, but if a vehicle is too affordable and too common, then some might not consider it to be a supercar because they're just kind of pedestrian. Um, And I know that sounds kind of snotty, but that's like (laughs) the reality of the supercar world. Right. But when it comes to a vehicle like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, they have what Lewis describes as, quote, a soul to them or a feeling. And Mm -hmm. some of that feeling and soul comes down to the fact that they just can be hard to get and rare, especially at the moment, anecdotally speaking.
1: Okay. Yeah. So a supercar is like a vibe. <laughs> but uh, it's, yeah, it sounds like you're kind of saying that rich people love buying things that are hard to acquire and that other rich people may not be able to buy.
0: Nailed it. Exactly.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. So Lewis was saying that Ferrari especially has a reputation for building fewer cars than they might be able to sell and thus maintaining rarity.
1: Yeah, exclusive. I think they do that with like purses and handbags too, now that I think about it. Um, That makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. Like, this is like a whole different world. I'm not sure if I like totally love the idea of a supercar anymore.
0: I hear you. I mean, what's not to love about a vehicle that costs an absurd amount of money? It can be hard to buy. It goes way faster than you could ever actually legally drive it on the highway.
1: Yeah, it sounds almost like an emotional purchase, like a collector's item.
0: Yeah, there are definitely feelings and emotions involved and certainly questions of status as well. You know, one more thing to mention is that back when I drove the McLaren, I interviewed another race car driver, J.R. Hildebrand, who mentioned to me that supercars tend to be vehicles that are so high performance that you really need to let it loose on a racetrack to totally experience what it can do. So in a sense, these vehicles may be more at home in that kind of controlled environment where they can just zip around very, very quickly in like a high performance way as opposed to just cruising down the highway.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And is that how you felt driving the McLaren? What was it like?
0: It is, totally. Uh, mm. Driving it was like really different from being in a regular car uh, for a bunch of reasons. You know, it was so low to the ground. It had really powerful acceleration. And it also felt much more stable and controlled when I was zipping around quickly, like then in my regular car, the Subaru.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you know, I also felt like I barely scratched the surface of what it could do just because I was on normal roads and highways. Like the sensations of being in it were really different. You know, one major thing that you don't think about is that at least with this McLaren GT, the engine is in the middle of the car, so it's right behind the two seats and it's kind of loud.
1: I had no idea. That's wild. Like I would not expect that. Yeah. Um,
0: it's surprising. Yeah,
1: totally. But but yeah. So anyway, what's what's the verdict? Do you think you'd like to own one of these someday?
0: I mean, it's such a funny question because, you know, I'll never be able to afford one <laughs> like like sure. most people, you <laughs> yeah. know, um, yeah. you know, I might get to try driving one out someday, though. And that would be fun. Um but you know the best I can hope for in life is someday maybe just driving like a nice regular car, like we were talking about earlier, like <laughs> yeah. a new Toyota or Subaru. You know, something practical, maybe something electric one day. Like that's what I dream of.
1: Yeah, I totally hear you. And you know, there's always the subway, or as we say here in Chicago, the L. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think a, yeah. a metro car swipe in New York City is like what two fifty, two seventy five.
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, Jess, thank you so much for having me. Um, I hope you learned something about supercars. I really had a lot of fun talking to you.
1: Yeah, this was great. I, I learned a lot about supercars. Um, <laughs> and I learned that I will never own one and that if I did, I shouldn't try to live in it. Yeah,
0: just, just <laughs> drive it if you own it. Don't live in it.
1: Yeah, thanks, Rob. Thank you. Ask Us Anything is a popular science podcast. We're available on all major podcast platforms, so subscribe wherever you're listening now. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps new friends find the show. Ask Us Anything is written, researched, and produced by all of our hosts. Audio production, engineering, and mixing is done by me, Jess Bodie. Big thanks to Grace Wade and Lauren Leffer for keeping our facts straight, Katie Beloff for designing our logo, and Billy Cadden for making our theme music. If you'd like to submit a question to ask us anything, shoot us an email at ask@popsi.com. At Thanks for listening.